Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoskin Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, unvaccinated takeaways are now legal again. Um, we'll look at the Matrix. Well, not the actual movie. It's not out on New Year's Day, but the trailer, the second trailer, the new trailer. Stop obsessing about the Matrix and move on with the introduction, Glenn ZB. Uh, should we give a regular slot to the leader of the opposition and uh, fruit-picking memories? But before any of that, this uh, COVID response bill that sort of got rammed through. David Parker, unashamed. David Parker, Attorney General, not often heard from publicly and yet one of the stealthiest operators going and one to be watched and wary of. So he gives a speech last week to the Victoria University Centre for Public Law. He was defending the government passing law under urgency. We should not let the choices of a few hold back progress towards a safe and freer future, was one of his lines. Uh, the COVID response bill got rammed through in record time, you'll be aware, with a lack of scrutiny that alarmed everyone from the opposition to legal minds to the Human Rights Commissioner. Now, Parker's defence was there was a remarkably quick transition from when the Delta variant arrived in August to bringing the traffic light system into force last Friday. Now, the weakness in that argument is the bit he doesn't admit to. And that is, before Delta, the government had an elimination strategy. In fact, even after Delta, they had an elimination strategy. Grant Robertson on this very program busied himself telling us not only Level 4, but Level 3 was an elimination level, even though it was abundantly clear to anyone looking and with the brain that Delta was not going to get eliminated, not just that, but the overarching elimination process, whether Delta or Alpha, was ultimately one that was going to fail. Added to that flawed thinking... The fact they were asleep at the wheel with the vaccines and elimination was destined for failure pretty much from the start of the whole COVID period. So yes, even if you accept that the arrival of Delta and the start of the light system last Friday wasn't that long, that doesn't excuse and never has, one, the flawed ideology, and two, the lack of planning. And if there had been any sort of planning instead of the government's favoured bushfire approach to swatting flames as they arrive, then there wouldn't have been a need for the rush. In this case... As in virtually every case of rush legislation, it's a lack of planning and professionalism on the part of the government that's to blame. But here's the danger. This is a habit. Parker was the same bloke to allow the IRD to go on the rich people's fishing expedition without any consultation either. So given his record, he's to be watched because he likes the McGowan government of Western Australia approach. You have a look at their legislative program. Uh, the ABC did a very good piece on it the other day. It is well worth looking up. Governments with big numbers and easy power go nuts and they ride roughshod, and Parker seems to love it. Democracy fades to a very distant second to the megalomania. Um, yeah, I think we're done with democracy, though, aren't we? Aren't we? That over democracy? It's not really work working for anybody anymore. Um, that's how you can just one day say, ah, oh, you know, food outlets and places like that, everybody's got to be vaccinated and got to have vaccine passes and then realise that, oh, actually all the people who work there aren't vaccinated and now nobody works there so it can't open. So we'll just change those rules. This should have had a lot more coverage than it did, but the government have flipped on mandates. Uh, if you're in the takeaway business or the takeaway drink business, you no longer have to be vaccinated. Who knew this was coming? And there was no coverage as far as I know, very, very little coverage. So two weeks ago, Government says all staff working in HOSPO needed to have their first vaccination injection by the time the traffic light system came into effect last Friday, right? But last Friday, official food and drink service guidelines were changed to say if a business is solely takeaway, then workers do not need to be vaccinated. Also, if they opt not to use the vax passes, they can operate anyway. 
So here's the problem. Uh, one national takeaway chain was talked to, didn't want to be named, but they followed the original government advice. They sacked a couple of people who were unvaccinated. It cost them $20,000. Whoops, you didn't have to do that, soz, because the government flipped. And the reason the government has flipped is because they know full well, and I know this from the not just the takeaway industry, but what you would loosely call the fast food industry, the staffing issues in that industry are atrocious. As people go, I'm not vaxxed, I don't want to be vaxxed, I'm leaving and didn't like my job anyway and the benefit's not that bad. And recruitment is a nightmare. And so obviously that word's got back to the government and the government has changed their mind. So one moment you get you had to get everyone vaccinated, whoops, no you don't. They couldn't make up their mind if their life depended on it. Surely the proof is in the eating though, isn't it? Like, does an unvaccinated takeaway taste better or worse than a vaccinated one? That's that's the real test at the end of the day. And then, you know, people will uh, vote with their feet or something. How it works? I don't know. Uh, I got a bit distracted uh, looking at the new Matrix trailer instead. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are back with Matrix. Uh, This is the fourth film in the franchise, The Matrix uh, Resurrections. It's coming to theatres on New Year's Day. It follows the not streaming. We don't have streaming information. Only in theatres follows the original trilogy, the last of which was released in November of 2003. So we've got the trailer for the new edition just dropped. I remember this. So deja vu. And yet it's obviously all wrong. Maybe this isn't the story we think it is. They taught you good. Made you believe their world was all you deserved. But some part of you knew that was a lie. Some part of you remembered what was real. It's so easy to forget how much noise the Matrix pumps into your head. Something else makes the same kind of noise. War. I saw this in a dream. My dream ended here. Is that the bit I was waiting for? Yep. Okay. Come on. Didn't that not just give you... I got a little goosebumps on my arms when I heard that bit. Did you not? No. Why? It ended. Yeah. Come on. Spooky. <laughs> okay. If you say so, Glenn. Do you not feel the same way about Trinity as I do? How many... Sorry, I just shouldn't call her Trinity. Carrie Ann Moss is playing the part of Trinity. She's not real, obviously. Is she not? You, you, you may as well be speaking... Whatever. Um... I've never seen any of them, obviously. Well, get into it. No, no can't be bothered. Um, Aaron Sorkin. The it might, make you, it might question... make you question everything that you thought was real, Mike. No, no it doesn't. Honestly. And there's so many pop culture references that you, you don't fully understand because okay. of the Matrix. Um, he like, re- you know, bullet time. You don't know what bullet time is, do you? Is that like going fast or something like that? No. Oh, um, Reeves returns as Neo. Moss is black as Trinity. Neil Patrick Harris, who I do know, Jada Pinkett, who spends too much time on social media complaining about her life, and Daniel Bernhardt. I don't know him. Is he worth watching? I, I know not of him. reason I mention the streaming thing is Aaron Sorkin is on the program Thursday, and he's made the movie Being the Ricardos, which is about Lucille Ball, and it goes to streaming a couple of days after it goes to the theatre. So it's just, if, if you're a theatre person, and if I was a director, 
and you've got something that's going to look brilliant in the theatre and you do these deals these days where you flick it off onto the television, why are you going to the movies, you know what I mean? So I'm assuming The Matrix is only for movies, is it? It's a movie sort of experience as opposed to a TV sort of experience. I don't think I'm ever going to go to the movies again. I can't see the point. I've got a lovely TV and sound system at home. Uh, the thing is, I do keep... It, we can, we're finding it a bit difficult to watch the TV at the moment because the dog keeps jumping on us. It comes flying in at a rate of knots, high speed, top speed, maximum speed, and then leaps from quite some distance away from the couch onto you. Um, and that does make, it does sort of uh, break the tension a little bit in, you know, some of the more intense scenes on Yellowstone, for example. Uh, seems to be becoming a regular thing. It's a bit like uh, Chris... Of Luxon. He's becoming a regular thing on our show. So regular, in fact, that, well, people think he should be there every week. Morning, Mike. I hope you book Chris Luxon for a weekly spot. Would love to hear from him every week, especially if the Prime Minister can't be bothered coming on your programme. Do you know what? I'm going to um, take that under advisement over the summer holiday period. I'm going to sit down and think about that because I'm no longer. Uh, we've never done it on this programme over the 30 years of ZB. We've never done the Leader of the Opposition, but I'm of a mind potentially to uh, change that up. Dangerous, dangerous precedent, don't you think? It's early day. Yeah, it is, and that's that's then the what happens. And that's the downside after the next election when perhaps they might Todd Muller me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what if somebody comes up that you don't really want, or you think, oh God, this is going to be boring? Or so uh, you know, I need to think about it. I'm just saying that once, if, if Labor ends up being the opposition, for example, after the next election, and then do we have to then talk to them again? See what I'm saying? Yeah, these are good points, Glenn. Uh, you'll need to come and. Hang with me in the country and we'll chat about it over a couple of wines. There you go. I've got it on record. Uh, the Hoskers invited me to, to the country to drink wine. Um, so I'll, I'll just quickly finish this podcast and then I'm up there. Um, and we can reminisce about when we used to pick fruit and other things. Having picked a bit of kiwi fruit in my time, my dad ran an orchard there for a while. I mean, it's good, it's good for 20 minutes then and you sort of get a sore neck and you're carrying too much weight and you want to go home. But when you're actually employed as opposed to being the owner's son, uh, you know, you've got to carry on. So it's it is. Gotta, it's got to be better than asparagus. That sucks. Well, I think asparagus would be your worst. Well, berries are tricky because you get a bit squashy in the heat and the gloves. You know what I'm saying? If you could pick any fruit, what, what would you do? It's the ideal fruit. I quite like if I could drive the machine that lowers down over an olive tree and shakes the olive tree. So you just want to be mean to plants. That's yeah, what... yeah, pretty much. I like machinery, that's all. Yeah, I spent three and a half years uh, driving a tractor backwards uh, down an apple orchard uh, and telling other people how to pick apples. I mean, obviously I had to pick a few myself as well, but mostly I was moving the bins around um, and crashing into things and breaking things. That's my main role. Um, yeah, it's weird, and it was and my dad. That was my dad's orchard as well, as it happens. It's weird how similar the Hosk and I are in so many ways, and yet in so many ways, so different. He's never watched any of the Matrix movies. Can't go. I'm Glenn ZB. That was the rewrap. We'll be back with another one tomorrow. See you then. Yeah.